Welcome to the They May All Be One podcast, a ministry of United in Christ Jesus. Join your host, Shane Sands, as he discusses issues surrounding the Christian faith with weekly encouragement from the scriptures, helping you to stand firm and share the gospel with love. Hey, everyone. It's time for another That They May All Be One video podcast discipleship. Yeah that. I still don't know what to call it, but I'll figure something out. So tonight, you get to see me in my normal, just this is who I am, how I am, uh, and I'll explain in a bit, you know, sweatshirt on, I got my night pants on, I do have my Nebraska mug, and you'll notice it's really kind of drawn in close to me tonight. It's just because, well, I'm tired. Um, the Lord, it's been a couple of weeks since, uh, I, I put out a video, a cup. Yeah. By the time you see this, it's probably, or hear this, it's probably close to two weeks. And the reason is, is that we're trying to go through a process of purchasing a home. And as anyone who's ever purchased a home in the past will know, Unless you're doing an all-cash payment, it can be a lot of fun. Hurry up, wait, hurry up, wait, hurry Oh, we need this. Oh, we don't need that. Oh, we need this in again. Oh, all of that stuff. So tonight, I knew that if I didn't do this tonight, I probably wasn't going to get to it for a few more days. And I want to... at at all times to be an example uh, that not I, but the grace of God in and through me, that the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ would ever be manifested so that when we're tempted to not carry out the will of God, when we're tempted not to follow the path that he has laid out for us or to stay faithful to the calling to which he's called us, it is my hope that the last 12 years, 13 years since the ministry began, that it will be a complete demonstration that you will see the hand of the Lord upon myself, this ministry, the people that are involved with United in Christ Jesus. Just want to see Christ exalted and honored. And so... His strength, His grace is sufficient. So yes, we are in the process of getting a home. And Lord willing, that will happen soon. Uh, It has been, it will be another story at a time. But what a tremendous blessing on how the Lord brought this about. He used what was actually a hindrance to me for the past, or I should say to us, for the past few years and use that as the blessing of it. So, okay. Um, last week, I was talking with a young man, Luke, and I had been asking the Lord and praying, what, what will, what, what should I do the next uh, discipleship on? What should I do the next video? And 
tonight you'll see stop giving me all your books and Luke looked at me like why are you naming it that ooh and that's precisely the reason why I've named it that it's to stir your attention because when I tell you this you're gonna be like uh, Shane aren't we supposed to be reading other brothers and sisters aren't we supposed to be uh, engaged aren't we supposed to be growing and the answer is yes it is tonight's program is something that I've run across probably for the last 10 years and it is consistently one of the most difficult frustrating things to get someone to see and and for them to be able to do and that is be able to defend whatever position they hold by the scriptures themselves there's this big thing going around today and and when I explain it to you you're gonna go oh yeah ugh. at least that, that's my hope there's a big thing going around today where people will say <clears throat> well I happen to agree with John Piper I happen to agree with um, Francis Schaeffer I happen to agree with uh, the Puritans that the view on Christology or whatever aspect of doctrine or theology one might be engaged in, they defend their position not by defending their position, but by saying they agree with X, Y, and Z, other individuals, other people, John Calvin or Sam Storms, as though these are the individuals who are the authority. And uh, the two biggest areas that I've run into this are on the gifts of the Spirit and on church membership. There are others, baptism, believers' baptism, things like that, uh, that I, I've had engagements with others on. And usually it does go along these lines. Hello, brother, blah, 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 conversation, church membership. Okay, can you just take me to the scriptures? Well, it does say this. Well, does that mean that's telling us this? Or is, is that something you're implying from that text? Okay. What about X, Y, and Z here? Or how about these, these aspects of it? At which point, at some point, there comes the place where a person says, well, we're, we base this off of the scriptures and it's based off of, you know, we, we believe that Martin Luther was right in this and, you know, the way he expounded the scriptures and what he saw and we hold to this confession of faith we hold to the the chicago or the london 1869 london baptist confession of faith we hold to these documents and for me 
when that happens, I go, well, can you explain that? Well, you're saying you hold to a, a creed or to a dot, but can you explain it to me? And this is where it really gets me. Well, I can recommend a good book to you. There's this book by such and such, and I think it does a great job of explaining the whole concept or this position. Okay, but can you do it? Well, probably not as accurately or the way I... I think it would be better because these people have been involved. They've written it out. They, it's time and time true tested. But can you explain it to me? And that's when it comes down to, no. No, I can give you my thoughts on it, but no. It really comes down to, friends, I don't need you to give me a book to explain a position that you hold to. If you hold to a certain eschatology and you and I have a conversation and you tell me, well, post-millennial is the true eschatology, I'm going to ask you on what basis. And if you tell me that the only thing that you can do is make some type of arguments, but when I ask you to take me to the scriptures, you go, ah, well, you can take this and this. And then you're unable to actually back that up over a period of time. And you say, well, really what I, you need to do is just read Doug Wilson. Friends, that's, that's borderline hypocrisy. We are called to be those who study the Word of God, that we can rightly divide it, that we should know what we believe and why we believe it. We should be humble enough that if there are people that have different views, that we are always open to listening to those views. There, You might absolutely, like for me, I did the video recently on church membership. There is nobody who can take me through the scriptures and show where a formal written document process that most of the Western church does is biblical. It's just not there. And I know it's not there. They know it's not there. And all this comes down to after a while, at some point, is this is just the way we do it. And this is what we base it off of. Okay. But see, you're not defending it. You don't know how to. If someone if someone comes up and you want to share the gospel with them, but you don't know what the gospel is, and you start telling people about Jesus Christ and they want to know what the gospel is, or you hand them a track or a booklet, and you cannot tell that individual what the gospel is, friends, how do you even know you're saved? I, I don't need your stupid books. I don't need you to say, Shane, you just need to read 
David Jeremiah, and this makes all the sense. No, I don't need to hear that because if I ask you a question, I want to know if you know it. See, because I know where I stand, and I know the areas that I'm comfortable with because of the study of what God has led me in His Word that I know. So, for example, each time I've ever had discussions on whether or not the gifts of the Spirit save for apostle, big letter A, apostle, handpicked by the Lord Jesus himself, has, continues, I can go to the scriptures and show it and show that it continues. People who don't hold to that can't do that. And at some point, they'll just want me to read a book. I don't need your book. The problem that we face so often in this society, in this, in the Western church, in the church in general, and I believe perhaps we are under somewhat of a judgment because of this, is because we have not taught ourselves the Word of God. We have wanted to just get up, go listen to a preacher, go read a book and say, this is what I believe. I subscribe to it instead of studying it coming to a place where we understand it, we hold it firm, and we stand firm in it, and we can defend it, and we can share it in grace with love, in love with grace. We have to pass that on, which shows that you don't know what you think you know. That's just so wrong on so many levels. If you are going to be an ambassador for Christ and the door opens up for him to for you to share a gospel witness to an individual and you don't know how to do that shame on you don't tell me that's not your gifting because we're all called to make disciples don't tell me, well, that's just not my strength. It's not a matter of whether it's your strength. How do you know? How can you defend the incarnation? How can you talk about sacrificial atonement? How can you talk about substitutionary atonement? How can you talk about the resurrection? How can you talk about any aspect of the Word of God if you yourself have not read it have not reread it, have not asked questions, studied it, done cross-referencing, listened to others, obviously. But just say, you know what? Well, what I see so far is that this is this. And then you want to give me or you want to give others a book. I don't care about that. If you are so convinced on something and yet you do not know how to defend it, explain it, shame on you. That, by the way, is number two. Why? Why do you believe it? I have no problem with someone if they want to say that the gifts don't continue. <laughs> it doesn't bother me. I'm not affected by it. But what I want to know is can you clearly, from the Word of God, stand firm on what you believe and why? 
Can you do it? And if so, I may still think that you're on a wrong path or you don't have all the information, whatever the case, and I may want to have a conversation with you. But the one thing I'm not going to do is question whether or not you're being sincere. I'm going to be able to, in love, have a conversation with you and go, okay, I see where you're coming from. Are you open to talk about this? Well, not right now. Okay. I'd love to because I think I have some some different thoughts or views that you, from the scriptures alone that might be of a benefit, or they may not be. Grace and peace to you, friend. You have to have that understanding. You don't need to be giving or suggest a book. You have to be equipped. You have to be one who knows how to rightly divide. And are you capable of explaining? That's the last part. If you can't explain it, then why? If you can't explain your eschatology, I, for one, am what you would call a historic, premillennial, post-tribulational eschatology. I believe that the scriptures show that the Lord Jesus Christ is returning physically, bodily, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. He is returning. He is going to set up his earthly kingdom for a thousand years. I believe his return comes after the great tribulation. I can take you through the scriptures on that and I can show it to you. I'm not so dogmatic on it that I don't think that I can't learn. I do understand other viewpoints. There is one other eschatology that I am close to wanting to say I need to dive deeper on it. And I'm like close to it just because I hear some of the scriptures and I think there's validity. But friends, you are not more spiritual because you can recommend an author to someone. D.A. Carson has been a tremendous help to me. The Lord has used him more than any other man of God in teaching me and growing me in the Word of God than D.A. Carson. I hand out and recommend his book, The Difficult Doctrine of the Love of God, because I believe it is an essential book for people to have a grasp on. When we talk about God is love, what do we mean? And how is God's love manifested? Yet, when I talk to you about the love of God, while I may be influenced by that, I'm going to be bringing to you the scriptures and defining for you from the scriptures and validating for you from the scriptures what do I mean instead of saying, well, in this case, I happen to agree with D.A. Carson that his explanation of uh, the gifts as it's shown in his book, Sowing the Spirit, I don't care. To a non-believer, even when you when they ask you about the gospel or ask you about Christianity, if you take them down that road, dude, all they're going to do is do the same thing and say, well, you haven't read this person either. But if you can open up the Bible and you can say, here's what God says. 
this is what he says. You read it and read it in context for yourself. And then you're going to see. And then I can take you and show you others. And we're going to go through those. And we're going to look at it in context. And we're going to look at it to see if Scripture validates Scripture. That's it. We're not doing anything else. On the areas that you're not so comfortable explaining, don't be ashamed of that. As long as that's not regarding the gospel or regarding the key doctrines, the incarnation, the trinity. And while you may not be able to explain the trinity completely because that would be meaning that you understand God completely, you can show the scriptures that show all the different parts that say in total, combined, in context, this shows that the Father is God, that the Son is God, and the Spirit is God, yet they are completely distinct from one another. Each has different roles. The Father sends the Son and the Spirit. The Son sends the Spirit. The Son never sends the Father. The Spirit never sends the Father. You, you got it? So, this video is about... Do not, do not, because it is a huge issue in the church, do not go out and start trying to say you can defend or you want to share with someone and they just need to read this book. Friends, if you're not that comfortable, A, love Christ more. Just love God more. Because it if you're able to follow along for the joy set before him, he despised the cross. He endured the cross, despising the shame. That's what the Lord says about the Lord Jesus. That because of the joy, what joy is that? The redemption of mankind? No, it, yes, that's partially it. But it, the, the main one is he's going back to the Father. He's going to be back with his Father. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame. I don't care if you mock me. I don't care if you ridicule me. I don't care. I'm going home. I fulfilled the work of my, my Father, of the God, and I'm going home. That's where we should be. And when we're able to do that, we will ha start having such meaningful, deep conversations with other believers, but more not more importantly, but also unbelievers. John Piper said, be mastered by the book. I like that statement. Because when you are mastered by the word of God, it means that you've come in humility and asking God, please let Christ increase and let me decrease. Let your words, your thoughts be my words and my thoughts. Let it not be me, but let it be Christ who lives in me. I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. Friends, that is what we do. So don't give me your books. 
in love sit down and so the word of God defend what you know and what you believe know why you believe it be able to explain it in love and with grace then you're going to see some major changes in not only yourself, but in your local congregation and then collectively worldwide. All right. Well, tired. Got to run. It's been a blast. You got to see me in all my my plain outfit type of stuff. Um, don't know when I'm going to be back on. Maybe a week two weeks i'm hoping it depends on how this crazy time goes friends we could be closing in a couple of weeks and we could use your prayers i could use your prayers we could use your prayers because it is going to be chaotic at the minimal <laughs> but hey as always if you got thoughts comments questions topics you want to have addressed Feel free to make comments. Feel free to send us emails. Uh, as always, please pray for us. Please pray for us. We need prayer. I really rejoice whenever I know a brother is keeping us in prayer. It's humbling and it's encouraging. All right. Well, until next time, grace and peace, everyone. I'm trying to delay some time to I can get to this even part and thanks for hanging out with us we pray that you've been blessed and encouraged to develop your relationship with Christ Jesus and make him known to people everywhere if you'd like to know more about United in Christ Jesus or support us please visit our website at that they may all be one.org